This is Melanie Ake. Today on Everyday Leaders, you'll meet Brandon Weimer, who teaches us about the value of influence at any age. As a youth inventor with braces, he created a specially designed toffee simply to raise money for a field trip. This one idea, this one product, is now distributed all over the world. And he is known as the new Candyman of Palm Springs, California. There are many people to thank for the visibility of the Everyday Leaders 50 and 50 new Airstream mobile podcast studio. Christie's Design and Sign, located in Greenwood, Indiana, is one of the companies. We chose to include Christie to help us create the right messaging and visibility for our new mobile studio. Christie's Design and Sign can help you with your graphic and messaging needs for many projects. If you want a company that goes above and beyond for your business needs, Choose Christie's Design and Sign. I'm really excited to share what's happening at Everyday Leaders. Go to everydayleaders.com. Subscribe to my website where you can learn strategies to become a leader in your own life. On the everydayleaders.com podcast page, you can connect to the guest of the 2019 Everyday Leaders 50 and 50 Leadership Summit and listen to your favorite episodes of the Everyday Leaders 50 and 50 podcast. Now, if you're ready to take the next step and become a leader in your own life, go to my Everyday Leaders store, select the Life Strategies courses, corporate strategy workshops, or even personal coaching. Go to everydayleaders.com, subscribe, and keep up to date on all of our programs and valuable leadership lessons. Everyday Leaders 50 and 50, Brandon Weimer of Brandini Toffee. Thanks for coming on Everyday Leaders. Thank you for having me on, Melanie. I am super excited. Ever since I went on vacation in 2019, we were headed out to the NAB show, the National Association of Broadcasters. And on the way back, we stopped in Palm Springs. And we were just walking down, having a beautiful day, and we found Brandini Toffee. And went in, and Steve told us all about you and the store, and I had to meet you. <laughs> so thanks for letting me twist your arm and getting you on the program. And it, well, thank you, and I think it was just coincidence uh, that we crossed paths later that evening as well. And uh, Steve, and our, as you mentioned, our store manager, uh, made the connection prior, so it's really great to get an initial introduction then, and obviously we're continuing the conversations here. Oh, I I love this. This is exactly what the show is about, is really infusing leadership. And when I find people along my path and I say, oh, my gosh, I love your story, I really think it's important for it to come out and help inspire people because you started your journey when you were in high school. (laughs) And so I want you to just to kind of kick it off and tell us about, you know, where it started, where this idea of this Brandini toffee started and, and how it became kind of what it is today. Yeah. Well, and, 
from kind of a bird's eye view, I think, you know, our story can be summed up and uh, in, in kind of the big picture of being a fundraiser that's turned into a kind of passion project and, and uh, a business on its own. But uh, flashback to 2006, uh, I was a sophomore in high school and a good friend, Leah Post, uh, and I wanted to go to Italy on this class trip. Uh, we had an English teacher that's hosting a trip. Uh, to study or not really study travel, I guess you'd say uh, one week trip to Italy. And so being high schoolers we said, wow, that sounds like a great opportunity. We get to leave the country, get to travel on our own with you know, some sort of chaperones and uh, told our parents about it. And they said, hey, if you get a job and can and make half the money, you're welcome to go. Uh, our parents uh, collaborated as well on that. They're good friends that uh, we've been growing up with each other since we were four years old. And so they had the idea to uh, push us to help make, get a job, make some money. And I had been making almond toffee as a hobby for several years. Uh, most people question how does someone at that age get into it? And of course, uh, got a story for that. A family friend was visiting in the area when I was in middle school and he was making toffee at our house for a dinner party we were having that was going to be uh, his gift to the occasion. And so he taught me how to make it. And I was inspired by the simplicity of taking butter and sugar and cooking it over a stove and putting on chocolate and almonds and these, you know, super simple ingredients and pretty, you know, there's a lot of detail in making candy, but it is very simple from an ingredient standpoint. And uh, I had never had toffee. And so this is just phenomenal. And so for several years, I made it as a hobby and I was inspired to try to craft it to become my own. And I'd give it out for Christmas gifts and pack it up in little tins that I could buy down at the, at the uh, like Michael's or Target and, um, of course, as you know, you hear a lot of small businesses starting, there's people who encourage uh, saying, hey, this is fantastic. You can make a business out of this. And um, being so young, didn't, that never actually made sense. But this opportunity to travel kind of came full circle and we said, hey, we could sell this product. It's very easy to make. Seems like an easy startup cost. Um, our goal is to fundraise combined half the, you know, about $2,000 total. And uh, uh, it seems like a simple, simple start. So we started with that, that recipe, uh, my dad, we're fortunate enough, my dad manages a hotel in the Valley that um, the owner of that hotel was a big fan of the product. I'd gifted it to him many times, and he was definitely inspiring with saying we could take it further if uh, we ever wanted to. And so he, he let us cook the product at that hotel, which was really a huge startup. You know, mm -hmm. people think the very for restaurant, of course, is having a restaurant and a, a facility that's up to, uh, to code for the health department, and that really lowered uh, you know, there's a real freebie that was huge at the time. And uh, from there, we started the website and very simply can create an online store and uh, ship it from uh, United States Postal Service, pack them up at home and, and ship them out. And then we did a lot of street fairs to drive promotion and, and instant sales where you're sampling the product. And uh, from there, we kept the thing going, eventually paid off, ended up paying the entire trip off. That took you know, a few months of, of uh work after school and work on the weekends and and went to Italy and said, well, we're going to keep this thing going. Let's see where it'll take us. And, you know, it's now been, this is skipping a whole lot of details, but it's been uh, October 1st. So next week uh, we finish our 13th year and wow. uh, onto our 14th year. Now we have uh, three stores opening our first store next month in Los Angeles. We're all based here in uh, Southern California or Palm Springs specifically, and we've been an you know, e-commerce online platform and uh, numerous stores that resell our product and, and beyond. 
You know, I love, I love when you, when you build that, right. When you think about the people that are around you, we always talk about leadership lessons and surrounding yourself with people that can help you and infuse what your beliefs are. And, and so when you have a friend of the family that just says, I love this and I love this idea and I want you to come in and I have a space for you to make this, I mean, those are the kinds of things that I think a lot of people overlook that they have those same people, right, that could be around them that if they just get inspired and, and think about an idea, they could have help from other people. And and it really set you guys off on reducing the time that you were going to have to, you know, figure out a lot of those other steps. And it could have prevented you from being successful as quickly as you were. Yeah, correct. And, and, you know, we didn't, the whole mission was to fundraise $2,000. So we couldn't really spend much. We really just cost of goods is all we had to put money towards to get it started. And that was key. You know, business license are inexpensive and a building a website. And at least dad was in the web design business. So we could create us uh, some sort of online store that made sense. And so, um, you know, the, the, that barrier of entry for getting the business started was so low, but it, yeah, for a lot of people, it can be, um, we have a, I, I have a lot of people that reach out wanting a little bit of advice here and there. And of course, nothing's a silver bullet, but um, I think there are a lot of fears with, you know, there's some naiveness on our end being kids. And we, of course, had supporting parents from day one and even more supporting at this point as they're still involved. But um, that kind of, you know, not being too afraid of what little hurdles, you know, we'd have initially hit. And of course, there's been many since then and uh, many bet the company moments, but that initial getting our initial hump is you know terrifying to go get a business license and terrifying to try to apply and you've seen the palm spring street fair down there it's a <laughs> uh, prominent street fair in our valley and it's a big deal to be in it uh, especially small business and you know, just going out on a limb to say hey i think we can be accepted there and you know there's many of those moments where um, sometimes asking or getting the right relationships for people who are willing to help out has definitely helped along the way in keeping uh, advisors or people that we can you know, use as a soundboard for um, seeing what the best way to navigate is. But we've we've bootstrapped the heck out of it, and um, that's kind of all we know as we've gone through you know different pains and uh, growth and you know getting it this far. Mm-hmm. I want you to talk a little bit about the um, the unique properties <laughs> in when you designed this, and and because you were you had braces at the time, and so yeah, absolutely. So talk to us a little bit about, I think this is so interesting because you don't think about stuff like everybody loves candy as a kid, but you had to overcome something and you did and it made it unique. Yeah. So you're saying, you're saying in regards to uh, making this product more palatable for myself. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the, uh, yeah, I did have, I mean, all the way through like our second, I think we we went on the Martha Stewart show and like 2008 that was one of our early early wins or accolades and i was on that show i think a week before that got braces off but part of me of me figuring out how to make toffee better than i was taught was working on the texture i mean toffee in general is uh, for every company is going to be some form of caramelized butter and sugar and cooked to a hard crack temperature and so figuring out that temperature uh, was important and I, I, perhaps i had to change with you in conversation uh, some early advice we received was our product was be, fell in the hands of Don Callender, who is the founder of Marie Callender's. He's since passed away, but he uh, gave the feedback to us that we should be cooking it about five degrees higher based on his uh, kind of analysis of tasting it and 
at whether it's dumb luck or he was right or whatever, we, we did that. And we really think that was a turning point in our temperature that we like to, we haven't changed it since. Um, and then just using quality ingredients and, and really respecting that after the process of cooking, our product is temperature controlled in every step of the process and all the way down through distribution with, you know, grocers and such that might resell our products. We really put it on a pedestal with no compromises for uh, keeping the product at the right temperature because we believe and we're, we're certain when toffee's kept at the right temperature, you know, below 60 degrees, it has that perfect crunch. Um, and that's what, you know, texture and flavor and uh, the combination, we only use dark chocolate and then we only use roasted almonds and, um, you know, little subtle changes really create something that we think is like the perfect combination of, uh, of flavors. And texture, of course. And it is. And for any of you that are sitting out there, my I'm salivating right now. <laughs> just thinking <laughs> to be back in that in that showroom and uh, and we had I think we had ice cream too. So <laughs> we had the ice cream with the, yeah. the toffee pieces in it. And it was just so it's one of those things where you're like, if you just close your eyes and think about the best tasting almond toffee that you've ever had, this is what this <laughs> is. It really it really is. Well that's what yeah. That's what gives us, I mean, every decision we've made is usually we, the, the main instinct that says this is right, this is the right decision. And usually it's involved with growth, not just surviving, but trying to grow and reinvesting in what we do is the gut instinct is, hey, people people jump up and down when they eat this. I mean, I, I, and I'm sure anyone listening who hasn't had it, which is perhaps the majority is like, I, how can a place just sell toffee? And of course, we, as you heard, you mentioned, we do sell more than just toffee, but Really, that ingredient of toffee is our, our core ingredient for everything. We do toffee popcorn and toffee ice cream and other things, but we believe it is just the perfect sweet snack, and, and, and you know, we call it a sweet indulgence in our, in our mission statement because it, it shouldn't be you know, those moderations key with anything. But I think you know, whether it's uh, an indulgence for yourself or a gift uh, or an impulse as you're, you're walking by one of our stores, um, I think we found this is exactly why I was so passionate early on. And then we see people every day try our product. And, you know, the biggest ego boost I can get is literally standing with a sample tray and watching people uh, try our product. I get perhaps more than ego is just sense and pride of what we do because, you know, it seems that consistency is our, our number one goal. And when people uh, try it, it just, that it's an incredible the reaction. It's almost, it's just, You'd be shocked at one simple thing of a, a food and how much joy it can bring. And we have numerous stories, uh, you know, of people, you know, sharing their stories of how it's impacted their life. And it's just, you know, it, it all bases around candy, but uh, it makes us feel like we, we have such a, a larger purpose in, in that sense. Well, everything you've done has been with intention to try to build this. And I want you, if you can, um, is there anything that you feel like you could share with us that may have uh, made you guys step back, you and Leah, to make any kind of trade-offs for how you were going to think about how to build your business faster or slower or how you were going to gauge that growth? Um, so a, tra- a trade-off, uh, well, let me try to phrase it in a way, I guess it wouldn't be a tra- trade-off. The opportunities we might have taken or, or compromises we might have made is yeah. to make sure I answer that properly. Yeah. To, yeah. Um, yeah, I think we've had, I'm sure we've had several along the way. You know, I think, I don't know if this completely answers it, but something that initially comes to mind is, uh, you know, people thinking it requires capital to grow, which it definitely, having funds to contribute to growth certainly can help, um, but it's not always necessary. And so 
you know, from day one, it was never, there was never an abundance of money. And uh, so it's always been being scrappy with our growth. And then there's uh, along the way you get the ideas of you know, people telling you about investments and, and bringing on partners that um, can help in growth. And you learn that kind of way. And that's always been kind of the devil on our shoulder with the growth strategy because it just feels organic to be, well, first off organic, but be a family company that has complete control. And mm-hmm. uh, even though probably grow faster with um, outside resources. It just doesn't feel like a core to what we are, or perhaps the franchise model as well might be in line with that gut instinct. And so um, that's kind of been our philosophy, the whole route of uh, compromising everything we have, you know, everything the family has available. And for us, you know, with every you know, time and uh, other commitments and sacrifices. And um, that's definitely been the, the, the bumpier road, but I think it is the one that will you know, be, be take us the furthest. Well, so, I think I well, I think that's so important because many people would say, "Great, I've got a product." You know, you're you're not that old. You know, you still experienced a lot going through this from 2006, but you've had a lot of help. You know, your family has helped you and, and kind of guide you and give you some advice and and friends that have been able to supply, you know, a place for you to kind of start making this. But as you grow through it, you know, now this is 2019. So when you think about 14 years, uh, that's a long time <laughs> to say, you know, for yeah. half of your life almost, right, that you've been doing this. <laughs> and, yeah. And that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I don't know if that means we've accomplished enough or we haven't done enough. I don't know. It's, it's always, uh, yeah, it's crazy to look back. It's, it is obviously consumes a lot of life in a great way and uh, really try to, we want to keep growing the company, um, but really staying true to our values and not, not compromising or cutting corners. Uh, a really simple list of needs to be satisfied. And then the rest is uh, you know, leaving more than we take. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's been a really, really fun journey so far and hopefully just getting started. 14 years does go quick and uh, for some, it, that's a long time in business, but I feel like I'm just starting to get decent at it and uh, want to really keep applying it, uh, hopefully on a larger level as we continue to expand. Well, that you know, that is what it's about. The consistency um, does matter because if you start to change something, you know, many people that might have a business like this would say, let's get investors, let's add on, let's do all the things that might attract a different follower or, um, you know, someone that, that would brand it differently. But what you've done is staying true to your values, and that's a huge lesson for people. You know, you've got to listen to yourself, listen to your core, and just believe. Believe in the journey and and go at the right pace uh, to be able to enjoy it, you know, and, and just watch it grow. So for the um, – if people look you up online, they can see, you know, all the the different capacities that um, that you've achieved. So some of the awards, you know, you talked about the Martha Stewart Show. Um, but the, uh, the Sophie awards, and I wanted to just talk about that a little bit because, uh, in 2000 and, um, uh, you recently were part of that. And so tell us about that process and, and being kind of nominated and, and what that looks like for you guys. Yeah. Well, well, um, it it is an interesting, most people won't know what the Sophie award is, but, uh, it is somewhat like the Oscar of our industry and the food industry. They do have categories and awards hosted by the Specialty Food Association for 
um, different categories, and of course, it's prestigious uh, in our industry. Um, this actually wasn't as recent. This was, uh, oh shoot, I think this might have been 2008 as well. So we're kind of has-beens with this, and, and haven't really, frankly, haven't won it since. But it was a, the stars were in line at that point in time where uh, we uh, selected our topic to be submitted for the award, and we're, and I, was, yeah, I think they have several thousand per category that submit, and we became a finalist. We said if we get to be a finalist, we're going to go to New York, see if we win it, and so we went to New York and. I mean, ended up winning it, and they were the first toffee company in you know, some 50-plus year history to win this in the uh, outstanding chocolate category, and we were uh, the youngest recipients. Um, perhaps that's we still hold that. I don't know. There wasn't anyone under 18 at the time that was ever permitted into the event. So for us, it was one of those little, uh, not like it's the Oprah effect of overnight fame, but um, it was something for us that was just felt like a really big accolade of, holy cow, we're not... You know, as much as we love the product, it's really reassuring that people see more to it. Uh, you know, what what our that our business has uh, substance, and um, that was something. I mean, it was till shoot only a few years ago we kept that on our packaging because um, it was a you know we thought it was worth showing off to people, and uh, you know, love to get it again. I mean, they, you know, it, times change with categories and everything else, but we still give it a shot. It just seems uh, at that point in time for us was a big deal, and. Uh, we you come into our, our our stores. We typically have something up on the wall, uh, shining a light on it. <laughs> well, it's something to be proud of. You know, we talk about so much of achievement, and then you know, trying to to not compare ourselves to others, but to try to achieve what we can, knowing all that we do. You know, remaining consistent, being true to ourselves, making sure that we're making those right decisions. Uh, with the people in our in our core circle, you know, that are going to keep us focused. And I think that is so important because as you look at something, uh, 14 years is a long time. And, and it really is. It means that you have a following, that you are growing. And and you talked a little bit to me. I don't know if, if um, you know, you can share what's going on for your new store in Los Angeles. Yeah, absolutely. Um so retail for us, we've gone through you know, many evolutions and kind of figuring out where our sweet spot is. And our business model has always been a blend of about 50% retail, where we have three of our own retail stores here in Palm Springs, Greater Palm Springs area. And uh, we have an online store. It's about 7 or 8% of our revenue. And we do 25% uh, revenue through Costco wholesale. And then we have a general wholesale between some larger accounts and um and then some mom and pop accounts and you know that might be i think for about a thousand stores uh, there but we realized that uh our direct well for one thing our uh, the big bulk of our income uh comes from our retail direct consumer but also the best way to manage our brand and manage our connection with uh, the end consumers been through our own retail stores and so that's been taking us a while to kind of try to progress forward in, in every race and then realize that this is uh, a really good spot for us and we should be putting more focus in this category. Um, and we know it generates, it really helps everything else flourish. And you, for example, same reason you've come across us was uh, one of our brick and mortar stores. Mm -hmm. And so we uh, decided that we're, as much as we're perhaps, you know, a staple here in the Palm Springs area, um, we don't really mean anything beyond that, you know, maybe to a select crowd, but it's time we try to take a step out. And so uh, we're taking that leap uh, next month and should open here in three to four weeks in 
uh, Century City, which is Los Angeles, right next to Beverly Hills. And it's a nice, a gorgeous mall, uh, Westfield property, and their flagship location. And so um, we spent quite a bit of time betting that out and think it's our best fit and the best shot for us to make the leap out of uh, out of the nest, so to speak. And then uh, assuming that that works, and uh, then we'll try to continue to, to grow beyond that. And so um, we're excited. It's, it's really feels like our big opportunity right now to uh, really expand what you know, our, our footprint and, and the ground we cover. And then uh, if that, you know, we're always trying to prove the model of retail and retail everyone knows is going through certain evolutions. And so we have a really lean store concept where we're operating a few hundred, 300 square feet to be exact for this one and have a nice patio and we offer our entire line of you know, ice cream and toffee products and um, hoping hoping to make it a destination in a similar sense that we have here in California. Actually, since we've uh, crossed paths here in Palm Springs, we're uh, Business Insider put us down as number one candy store in California uh, wow. for our Palm Springs shop. Congratulations. And, uh, uh, thank you. Yeah. yeah, it's been, I mean, that's, that was based, I think I, I entirely based on Yelp, which we really, uh, fight to ensure that we have some significance there but mm-hmm. we you know, a lot of beyond the product it's uh incredible team of, of staff that you know, we, we are kind of mantra is trying to p- deliver uh service that's at the same caliber as our products because our product is kind of the expectation um but you know the, the cherry on top is really a delightful experience um and you know i don't <laughs> think on that end of the, the counter it's really passing out our candy or selling our candy or um, interacting with people at our stores is uh, should always be a positive experience. So. Well, from my experience, so I uh, recently I've been interviewing so many people and uh, about customer service, and so I wanted to have you speak into your training, the dedication that your employees have. You know, I met Steve. I only know Steve, but I love Steve. <laughs> Steve was like, <laughs> I got to tell you the story. You got to understand. Oh my gosh! And, and when we tasted it, he. He said, oh, you know, he was just like your family. He was just like your family. Like Brandon was talking to me through Steve. And and I love that because how many times do you find now I'm going to, you know, a high school kid that starts a company and 14 years later still has it. And you have employees that are dedicated like you're giving them a 30-year-old gold watch every day because they show up. I mean, you have fantastic relationships with your employees. So. How did you make that magic happen? Thank you. Uh, well, I mean, I mean, first off, that means a lot, and it just toots Stephen's horn even more. Uh, <laughs> when you go back there, you could go back there in six months, and he'll still remember you, which is just a, a, an art, uh, and from my perspective. But um, I mean, it's we have plenty of room to improve in, in customer service. But I do I, that's being humbly saying that you know I, I, we. I think we really excel with it um, and we definitely put a focus on it and we try, uh, you know, it starts with the hiring process of, of just bringing people on that uh, and, and retaining people that feel part of that family. And and sometimes as we grow, of course, you know, can't be around everywhere, but um, trying to really foster that culture from the, from the core and uh, on the retail side, it, you know, we want people to be, uh, I mean, just the, the, the simple components of, of work is to enjoy their job and receive a fair pay and be, be treated fairly. And, um, you know, our Palm Springs shops really the epitome of, you know, how we would love to replicate our, our 
our team and customer service experience where you know everybody i feel like our, our staff should feel like they're on vacation down there and there's a very simple list of expectations and you know half of the job is show up on time and uh, do the you know simple list of procedures and then the rest of it's just you know stay productive and and engage with people in in you know in an outward way and we have people that i think have had big change or learning for uh, learning chapters of learning in their life where you know one one employee of ours he, he's moved on to he's lives in arizona now but he was with us last year and uh, we've heard the story many times where you get an introverted person that you know we give them the opportunity because we see some uh, you know potential in them and uh, kind of kind of go through a little bit of uh, grooming and uh, and education to get them up to speed and all of a sudden they, they go I don't you know I remember this guy specifically saying when I get off a shift I feel like I just got done with a performance and I say who was that up there he says I just was you know on this pedestal, engaging with people, selling a product that's so easy to sell and really not even selling, just having conversation and uh, getting people what they need. And this was at the holiday mixer where people are tearing up listening to him speak. And it's like, Aww. for him, it was life-changing where he says, I'm a you know super anxious person. And this feels like a, a safe zone for me to be, you know, with, with the team that's a family. And when I'm running the registry, you know, that's, that can be an intimidating task of kind of running the show, especially if you have a crowd of people there. And you know, all of a sudden, all those barriers come down. Um, and I, I know those traits will move on with him uh, through life and so um i suppose for us we just uh, yeah i mean the human spirit is so important and uh trying to you know give people opportunity to grow themselves as well mm-hmm. uh, and try to make that a, a good challenge well it's so important because it's what your guest remembers you know it's what it's what people that are coming on vacation or that even live in palm springs that's what brings them back to brandini toffee it's it's that essence, yeah, you know. It, it is. It's so true. Mm-hmm. And and you know the best part, we have such a great fan base. But those there's of course going to be a time that we don't meet those expectations. Uh, but the best part is that we've made it, you know, more often than not that the experience is going to be great. And everyone holds us accountable. We get you know, knock on wood, we get very infrequent feedback where they say, hey, my experience with, you know, at a store was not up to what what I normally expect. And perhaps the the experience they had might be the norm at certain places, but for us, it's just, um, you know, good human engagement. There's nothing, there should be nothing artificial about it. And then you know, I've looked up to companies, uh, in and out burger out here on the West coast is, uh, an idol of mine. I think even Starbucks is just an incredible company globally to manage, you know, such a strong culture, especially across, you know, something that has nearly 30,000 locations and can put such a, a core you know, strength, you know, at the front of everything. And then everything else becomes the byproduct of, uh, you know, fostering that culture. Mm-hmm. Wow. So we try to find, you know, things I'm, again, I'm, we have a long ways to, 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 you know, always room to improve, but we're always, uh, that's what we focus on from day one of hiring is, Hey, it's, um, the person we're hiring is, has the most influence on not only success of the business, but, uh, the connection with the people and and everything else, and when we you know talk about uh, anything that you know might be positive, a uh, positive success or win at a retail location of ours, um, it's rarely going to be because of the product. Because again, the product is almost the standard at our company, and now it's hey, what what was it that made it out of the ordinary? It might be a conversation you had. It might be that this is your second time in a year, and someone remembered you there, and it was just you, or you recalled the conversation and. Um, if you, you know, it's, that's great human connection for us that we can't do that anywhere but our own stores, mm-hmm. um, and which is 
such a, that's why we put so much uh, focus into it is because we've seen it. You know, we can't, it's hard to sell. Uh, you can sell a product on a grocery store shelf, but uh, to sell an experience and a brand and a real connection where, you know, we want somebody, for example, here at our, our factory store, someone might come in, hopefully have a great customer you know, experience there, purchasing product and uh, with an associate on the sales end. And then perhaps they'll go on a, we do factory tours and maybe by the end of it, they feel like they really know our whole story, what we're all about. They go, oh, this is, you know, it's a family company. It's handcrafted. It, you know, it's all made here. And, uh, you know, they completely get it. And mm-hmm. that's the, I always joke, it's like the ultimate form of, of, of really joining the cult is we've got you up to speed with every detail, but to do that remotely on a grocery store shelf, you know, a thousand miles away is, is impossible. And so we've learned that um, you can create transactional opportunities, uh, you know, overseas, for example, export, we do mild export opportunity, but we know it doesn't have the potential to um, create the same, nearly the same connection that we create uh, at our own storefronts. Mm-hmm. What, what are you guys thinking about? I mean, it, as far as if this works in, um, in LA, so if this works and it takes off, what kind of time frame will you look at? How do you gauge that for success? Yeah, awesome question. Um, yeah, I think the our goal is to open two stores. We set this about last March. Our goal is to open by the next March two stores um, and in Southern California region. So uh, we'll open here in the next month. We have you know all the projections or what we know we need to do to call it somewhat even just moderately successful um and so i think you know just for goal number one is get it open and and prove that we can meet those benchmarks we've opened you know one of our stores is 30 over 30 miles out of town where we have zero at the time had zero brand relevance and uh the store works out and of course it goes through different adaptations where we've learned that it's uh, the traffic there is mostly focused on ice cream, and now you know half our revenue uh, comes from ice cream. It's a totally different store, but you, you kind of adapt a little, and that takes a few months. And so once we make sure all the ch- you know boxes are checked for, or perhaps your rent model and labor model and everything else that you know comes along with the cost of doing business, especially in a, a premium market like LA, um, then we can ensure that we are ready to. Uh, tackle the next one and so that hopefully uh, won't take more than a couple months and we'll go through we do half of our revenue in uh, fourth quarter uh, no October November December and then probably right after that start conversations for the next and uh, our goals our short-term goal is just to see to help us uh, to 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 help us stabilize uh, the seasonality here in Palm Springs and you've seen uh, Palm Springs firsthand, and when it's when it's great, it's great. But when it's summer, it, it's not. And no matter what what business you're in, uh, besides the air conditioning business, it's going to have that seasonality <laughs> where summertime drops down, and you try to you know try to get business out of town as much as you can. But until you're in front of that market, it's very challenging. So we really have a short term goal of getting getting to be more of a Southern California company while also uh, stabilizing our business to being more year round where know that that you know has hidden benefits like we get to keep a production team at a consistent size year-round or more consistent size at least mm-hmm. um, and then of course you know many more benefits from there so yeah, well, it's a fun it's a fun next always feels like we're, we're reinventing even though we you look at us in a five-year lens and really not too much changes but mm-hmm. it feels like we're always trying to reinvent ourselves in very small ways 
That's so awesome. I think, you know, hearing your story and getting, and part of what I wanted to do is help you just get the word out because for many people that haven't visited California or Palm Springs, they may not have experienced it or they may have seen it on a shelf somewhere, but not really understand your story. So, you know, if you decide to open one of these in Hawaii, I'll go work for you. <laughs> uh, be careful what you ask. For. Yeah. <laughs> you might ask for your resume. I, mean, I think I have like three uncles that want to manage a shop after they retire. So I, <laughs> I mean, what a great story. I worked at Disney and, um, you know, I always think about when, when that, I had that experience with Steve and I just keep going back to that because it was so warm and welcoming, like, even if I had just eaten and I had just had four bowls of ice cream, I still would have come in there and tried this because it was just that feeling. And and it's really hard to duplicate. But once you get that and once you have that magic inside of your company, it is so important for, for people to understand that that's what they're going to get. That's what they're going to experience. So to be able to order it online and think about what you just took us through is is part of you know that's what they have when they open up that tin and and that aroma <laughs> comes out yeah. uh, but it's amazing okay. you know and think about the kids with braces you know I, I and how they couldn't eat it unless they have your toffee because it was specially designed well and, well, and you know we've learned hidden benefit again here to being in the palm springs area where uh you know, elderly are the majority, but it, it is soft on teeth. And it's really been our, you know, we kind of have this weird aura to what's gotten us this far. And of course there's a story, but I, I 100% <laughs> know we would have never made it this far without it. And product is our core. And you know, we have people all the time that will come by and, you know, I, I can't eat toffee and they just give this one a shot and they try it. And of course it melts in their mouth. They go, wow, this, you know, it really changes their impression. And so we have, you know, just a simple goal of, you know, kind of raising toffee awareness first. A lot of people won't know what toffee is, and then they might know, you know, that holy cow, this is not only my favorite toffee, but my favorite sweet or my favorite indulgence. And, um, you know, whether they make a habit of it or make just a gift of it, we've all, you know, large gift giving business, we think it has just such a mass appeal that, um, you know, then you go along with our packaging and, you know, with very timeless packaging that kind of stumbled into with black and white and uh, you know, some logos and a little bit of a color scheme, but it's, it's super simplicity that I think people really appreciate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when you come in store, hopefully like the designs are, are inviting and the people are welcoming and um, then we just obsess about fine tuning that and, and really, uh, you know, being true to it. And, and you know, our, we of course have bigger goals with the company and um, but just one day at a time. Well, we're your biggest fans. Let me tell you that. <laughs> when I posted some things on Facebook, my girlfriends that had been out there said, oh, my God, we go there every day when we're on vacation. <laughs> so, um, but, but, you know, I really, I really appreciate you. I know we've gone way over, but I really appreciate you because of so many things, just watching you, thinking about your role in your life and taking that step and going, why can't we? You know, you had the people around you to say, we'll help you. What else do you need? Let's find those resources. And, and so from the show's perspective, many people that are listening are wanting to connect to something that they may be thinking about that they have forgotten or they've put in, you know, they put behind them because it wasn't the right time in their life. But my gosh, this story just speaks to them. Like, just do it. Just, yeah. And there's, there's so many, and me perhaps something to hit it home with is, um, you know, we, we stumbled into this completely, every step of it. And, 
you know, at one point it was, you know, maybe you think you need a college degree to do this and we were doing it without it and we did end up going to school and such, but you put these limitations in front of you or you think there's, you know, money, a, a limitation of money and you find a way to make it work or you think there's a limitation of experience and you go on Google and, uh, you know, there's really nothing that's not available. Um, and you're just asking people the right, you know, being open to meeting new people. And then, you know, people, a lot of people are willing to give time just to, to bounce ideas and give their opinion and you know, no one's going to, come and save you, but it is uh, amazing how many people are willing to uh, kind of be a soundboard for ideas. And I have, you know, all the way through the journey. And right now I probably have more uh, people like that in my life than I ever have, where just people I spend time with that are positive and supportive and um, willing to give me their two cents and, and tell me when you know, I've got a bad idea. And uh, it starts with the family as well, of course. And, um, you know, along the journey, it's amazing how many businesses can be terrifying. Um, but, you know, I come across a lot of people who are getting into it. And of course, it's so exciting. And there's this, you know, naive excitement that's just, uh, you know, should be harnessed. Uh, <laughs> but then there's also fear, fears that are the, the unknown. And, you know, it is okay to fear what you don't know. But um, everything's available out there. It's amazing what, I mean, most most of the time I'm on Google looking up half the things I don't know anyways. And it's just a, it's kind of that pursuit of constant learning and expanding your sphere of knowledge. And I hope, I hope a few years from now I laugh at what I don't know right now because, uh, you know, so it's so it's such a fun opportunity to continue <laughs> to learn and challenge yourself. And it's an outlet for creativity and, um, I, I can't see myself doing anything else. Uh, it's just such, it's just such a fun journey. Well, the candy man, the candy man of California. <laughs> That's what yeah. I branded you as. <laughs> Take it. There's a song for that, I think. Yes, there is. <laughs> well, Brandon, you have been awesome. I really appreciate your time. I know we um, kind of announced to people that we have purchased an Airstream. We got that idea from Palm Springs, California. And so that yeah. we're going to be launching that soon. And you're a big part of that. So I thank you for all of your inspiration from the sweet treats to just leadership in life and, and following you. And, and I'm hoping through this, we help you become triple success uh, with all of the yeah. things that you're doing. And, and I love to stay connected to you. Thank you so much for the, the opportunity to tell, tell our story and congrats to you and Joe on, on the Airstream. That's just such an exciting step and, and innovative uh, in itself. And we can't wait to see it out here in Palm Springs. It'll fit in just fine. Well, we'll be out. <laughs> Thank you so much, Brandon. Have a, have a great successful uh, launch for your store in L.A. And we'll be out to see you soon. Thank you, Melanie. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Melanie Ake with Everyday Leaders. I wanted to invite you to join my leadership class. It's Life Strategies 101, where I'm going to take you through the everyday 15 laws of growth. It's an amazing journey. It's 15 weeks with me as your personal coach. Join me, everydayleaders.com, and sign up today.